morning, as we gather in God's house, I love how uh, our worship team were, you know, reminding a promise of God uh, through the songs that we were singing. His goodness will follow us all the days of our, of our life. How many of you in this room, I just want to ask, how many of you in this room, you have experienced the goodness of God in through your life's journey? How many of you in this room? Come on, church. Each individual in this room, if you pass the mics around, I am sure there is something that you are here because that is your testimony today. The goodness of God that you have experienced in your life. I love the second song as we were singing from Elevation Worship. It's the same. He's the same God. He's the same God. The God of Jacob. The God of Abraham is my God. The God of Isaac, it's not just some Bible stories that we come across. It's not some folklore stories that has been written here. But he's the same God as Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 mentioned. He is the same God who is yesterday, today and forever. He is the same God. He does not change. God does not change. We live in a world which is constantly changing. Culture is changing. It is progressing, right? It's not what it was ninety in the what it was in the nineties. I grew up in the nineties. The the television shows or the movies, the graphics, whatever was there. It's not what it used to be. Everything is changing all around us. Look at it. The designs are changing. Creative patterns and creative thoughts are changing. Although uh, Gen Z is going back to what we used to do back in the nineties which is also a pattern that we see. Come on, the 90s. Anybody who grew up in the 90s? Nobody else, okay. <laughs> in a world that is constantly changing, God does not change. So today, as you walk out of this room, this week I am here to encourage somebody who have been battling with some thoughts that has been influencing your life because of a pattern or a condition that you have been facing in the previous season. But here I am to declare and also understand when a pastor or a leader shares a prophetic utterance in your life, it has the power to break every chain. Every thought, every pattern that has come into your life as a pattern of confusion that has birthed out, uh, 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 you know, neglecting the, the, the faith that you have in God today. I want to come against that power. As I declare here, oh, He is the same God. He's the same God. He's the same God. Some young people in this room, perhaps you might have heard your parents share stories of victories that they have had in their life. Like how you read through the scriptures in Genesis and Exodus. How the Lord has miraculously led his children into every season of distress they were in. But the parents' testimony became an anchor of hope in the life of the next generation. Am I hearing an amen here? Parents' victory became an anchor of testimony in the life of our children. And I pray every young person in this room are listening to me. You know, whenever your parents or our forefathers, our, our, our leaders share a message, a testimony of their victory that they had. Listen, he is the same God who worked in the life of your parents. He is the same God who will work in your life as well. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. And I want to dive and take your attention into uh, 
a topic that the Lord has put in my heart uh, and, and, and it's titled as same God, same, same God. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. The writer of Hebrews prophetically teaches the children who are in distress, encouraging them, hey, I want you to believe in a God who has worked wonders in the past. You know, only a person who has experienced the goodness of God yesterday can say, hey, you know what? Because I experienced His goodness yesterday, I can still experience His goodness today. When I stand by today, I have my faith for tomorrow because I lean back to see what He has done. I stand here to witness what He is doing. I look ahead to see where my God is taking me. Everybody in this room, we have a journey and we are progressing in the perfection of God's image. Are you with me? Sin has marred our life, distorted the image. But in Christ Jesus, I believe perfection, it is a journey. As we progress towards the perfect image of Christ, I look back to see where I have been. My background helped me to understand. You know what? The journey that I have taken, I no longer dwell in my past. My God has brought me thus far. Yes, of course, my past was distorted. My past was messy and ugly. And it was stench-filled life that I was living. But I no longer live in my past anymore. My God has brought me thus far. How many of you look back to see your life and you see that my life was pretty bad. It was messy. It was ugly. And I, 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 I did not think that I would be here today. But brothers, sisters, listening to me, friends, listening to me, it's a grace and grace of our heavenly Father that has led us thus far. So today, when you look, wherever you're seated, wherever you are in your life's journey today, when you look back, you're not the same person. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not the same person. Oh, now look to the other neighbor who had the attitude. Tell them with confidence, I am not the same person. I am not the same person. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We all are changing. And I'm thankful. I am thankful. You are not what you were. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am not what I was. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Listen, when we look into the promises of God and the reason why we mention He is the same God in the midst of everything that is changing all around us because God does not exist in our time zone. He operates beyond the times that we are being ruled and governed. Number one, the reason why we say He is faithful is because uh, so he is same God is because he is faithful. Let's read a scripture here. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and 23. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and 23. This is how it goes. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. Is it on the screen here? Okay, good. His compassions never fail. They are new. Every morning, 
Great is your faithfulness. I know in this church and many in Christian world, we have sang songs of God's faithfulness in our life. And whenever we do that, most of those scriptures hinges from this word, this verse here, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 to 23. He's a group of people who are actually sitting in their captivity. It's a group of people who are actually going through something which is very worse in their life. Everything is messed up. Their hopes are messed up. They have no future that they can look up to. But in the midst of that, there's a prophetic utterance that challenges them to think beyond where they are right now. You might be situated in a place where you have no hope to look ahead. But maybe the scripture comes as a scripture that challenges our faith. Lamentation chapter 3 verse 22. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. His love is greater for His people. Our heavenly Father's love is great for His children. Because of His great love, brothers, we are not consumed for His compassions. Never fail. They are new every morning. No matter what thoughts capture us and put us in captivity. Or a report that you have received in your life. That you think that I can't face my tomorrow. But here's the good news. His compassions never fail for His children. They are new every morning. Morning by morning that I wake up, I see the goodness of God. Every single day I am alive, I see the goodness of my God. It could be a painful experience, but still I can see the goodness of God. Be it whatever that comes in my life, but I see the goodness of God. Be it death that has separated me from my loved ones, but I see the goodness of God. Only a mature Christian can understand the fact here, no matter what comes in my life, but I'm always experiencing the goodness of God in my life. In every single given challenges, He never fails. Lord, great is Thy Faithfulness. God's faithfulness. Why is God faithful to us? The number one reason why God is faithful to us is because faithfulness is the character of God. Are you with me? It is the very essence of who God is. It is in the very essence of His existence that He cannot change. God cannot perfect Himself as days go by. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. I can perfect the way I conduct myself. Worship teams can perfect the way they lead worship. Preachers can perfect the way they preach and interact with their audience. Everything in this room, as technology advances, we can perfect. God does not have to perfect Himself. He was already perfect even before creation. That's the very essence of the character of God. I don't perfect God. He is already perfect in His thoughts, in His passion, and in His faithfulness towards His created being. He's a perfect God. Praise the Lord. Everything with age 
it is perfected. Right? Last week, um, some of us, we were in a good steakhouse. And as we were sitting down, the menu came. We were looking at, there were some steaks, the meat that was older. It was seasoned. It was older. And they said, as it is older, the age, as it is age, the price also goes up. I'm like, wow. If a meat is kept in my house for way too long, it goes in the trash. But here, the price goes up. God does not perfect himself with every passing day. He's already perfect. So when I look to God in my messiness, I look to God in my emptiness, I look to God in my loneliness, I look to God in midst of my betrayals, I look to God in my failures, I look to God in anything and everything that has gone around in my life, I can look back to say, you are the God of Abraham. You're the God of Isaac. You're the God of Jacob. You were perfect back then. You are perfect even today. And that's your faithfulness. And that's why today I can declare you are the same God who was yesterday, today, and forever. Why? Because He is faithful. That is His character. It does not change. I may be faithless a day. I may walk away from the presence of God. I may do things that actually questions my faith in God, but He does not change. As a preacher, I can walk away, but God does not change. As a contributing believer, you can wander away, but He does not change. That is character. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13 says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful. Is it on the screen? Yeah, let's read it together. If we are faithless, He remains faithful. For He cannot. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How beautiful it is that we get to put a trust on something that does not change. In the midst of a tempest, a ship actually lowers its anchor so that when the anchor hits the rock bottom, when the anchor hits the rock, it holds on to something that does not change. It holds on to something that is constant. So that in the midst of wavering waves that hit and ravage against the ships or the boats, they know and they have the assurance that as long as this anchor is hitting on to the rock, nothing can destroy us here. Brothers and sisters, in the midst of a changing world, God is faithful. He does not change. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13 is a blessing scripture to all of us that challenges, even if I am faithless, He remains faithful for He cannot disown Himself. In other words, when you look into the translations from Greek, you, you come into the understanding that it says that he cannot change because that is the very character of God. The, that, that's the very existence of who God is. He does not change. Today, as I mentioned the scripture, I know that our work, that our families, that our members seated right here, your life is in works. God is working something in you. God is working with your thoughts. God is working with your heart, your emotions as a person. And every individual in this room, I am sure, 
there is something that God is working in your life this season. Last week, as I was praying, I messaged one of our, uh, two weeks ago, I messaged one of our uh, leaders from our church, a young leader from our church. The Lord was showing me a sign, and I pray that it will come into fruition. I saw, I saw groups of people gathering together in Bible studies. I saw groups of people gathering together in Bible studies where they just want to learn God's scriptures. Brothers and sisters, what gives us the assurance that God does not change? It's not just a song, not just us reading it, but us actually meditating on God's word. See, I can read a scripture right now and forget about it. But I, when I sit down to break that bread and eat off it, it nourishes my soul. So as a Christian, in a world that is constantly changing, in a world that where cultures are constantly changing, I pray and I request that in our home settings, in our family settings, in our friendship groups, wherever you are, come together to break God's word. And this word will nurture us because this word does not change. The very inherent word of God does not change. Even when things all around changes. This is the only establishment in the world that can keep our lives, our families together. Even when everything around us is constantly changing. And I pray we will take time to break the bread together within our family circles, within our friendship groups. I saw in my spirit that groups of people were coming together in Bible study and I pray that this will be a practice that will burn out of our church and young people from our church. You are anointed and you are gifted. Read God's word and this word will challenge everybody who is around you. Listen, God is making a way for you. Every individual in this room. Some of you, your thoughts in other words, your, your, your night is expiring. Morning comes in the, right after the night expires. Your, your night is expiring. Your new fresh day is coming. The miracle you expect is going to happen. God does not disappoint you. God does not disappoint you. God is making a way for you. Put me on one of these cameras so that I can look into the uh, online people. God is making a way for you. Your night is expiring. Your fresh day is coming. And it's going to happen. God does not disappoint you. Because He is the same God that our forefathers have served. He is the same God that we get to serve today. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. It's another scripture portion that explains to us why He is the same God. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Because of His promises. The promises of, the promises of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made. Can you all read with me? Can we read it together? For no matter... How many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ and what? Praise the Lord. Oh, those, your, you sound amazing. You sound amazing. 
every promises of God is a yes in Christ Jesus. You know, when, when uh, Paul is addressing the scripture here to the Corinthian church, you know, Paul is a scholar. He, 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 he is an educated man. He knows the scriptures in and out. He knows all of the Old Testament, the miracles, the wonders of God, every recorded scripture that is there, he knows it in and out. When he addresses to the Corinthian church, he, he asks them, he encourages them to, to, to let them know no matter how many ever promises of God that we come across in God's word, it comes into an existence in your life only by Christ Jesus. There is no other mediator between you and God other than Christ Jesus. Are you with me? Bible says in Jesus, Jesus himself said, I am the door. You walk through me into eternity. I am the way. You walk on me to the path that I'm showing you into eternal life. There's no eternal life without the gift Jesus himself is. So we saw why is he the same God? Number one, because he is faithful and that is the very character of God. Number two, because of his promises. It does not change. Bible says every single spoken word of God, every word of God, it accomplishes the work it has been sent for. As the rain and the dew that drops from heaven does not return back without watering the thirsty lands and producing and yielding crops in every possible places. The same way is God's scripture. Every spoken promises of God is a yes and amen in Christ Jesus. How do we access our promise in Christ Jesus? How do I access the blessings God has put in my life? Some of you in this room, whenever you have sat down in your family prayers or your church uh, 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 worship altars, you may have come across prophetic utterances in your family. You may have come across prophetic words that has been released in your house. Or there might be some people in this room, you know, you might have that, that word, which is a theme verse in your life. A words in the Bible, which is like a theme anchor verse. You know, uh, 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 Romans 8.31 is my anchored scripture for, for uh, if God is for us, who can be against us? That's my theme verse in my life. And I've seen how God has used the scripture to protect the ways of my my, there might be a lot of people in this room. You might have a, that theme words in your life. A scripture that actually narrates the journey that you are in right now. But as we look into God's scripture, how do I access the promise of God? The written, spoken promises of God in my life through Christ Jesus. Jesus is the fulfillment of every promises in God's scriptures for you and me. Are you with me? Jesus is the fulfillment of all promises. Salvation through Jesus Christ. Eternity through Jesus Christ. Redemption through Jesus Christ. Sanctification through Jesus Christ. In other words, every single thing that I am as an individual in my life is possible and accessible only in the name of Jesus Christ. As a, as a church community, what is our blessed 
hope. The return of Jesus Christ. So our eternity is also consummated in the perfection of who Christ is. Our eternity also hinges on the very existence and the work of Jesus Christ. Even when he died, he was fulfilling the promises that God has for each individual in this room. Why is he a same God? Because of his promises. And he has promised that he will come back for a glorious church. He has promised that he will come back for you and me, brothers and sisters, who are waiting for the return of Jesus Christ. So if as a pastor, if I don't preach about the eternity in Christ Jesus, I am failing as a pastor. As a leader, if I don't point out my message to the coming back of a Savior, I am failing as a leader. So I request my church, focus and put our gaze and eyes on the return of our Savior, the perfecter of our faith, that in Him all things come into perfection. In Him all things come into existence. Why is He the same God? Because of His promises. But as we look into that scriptures, we see Joshua chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. You see a portion, the, 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 the story as it's been narrated here. Joshua chapter 1, very quickly as we look into that scriptures, we see after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses is a. Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place you set your foot. And as I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. Listen to the scripture very carefully. As I was with Moses, I will not lose in essence when I'm going to be with you. Every promise that actually God gave in the life of Moses to release the captives out of Egyptian slavery into the promised land. There's a season for Moses to work. There's a season for Moses to gather the people into the promised land. But here comes a situation, Bible says, God told Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. But this does not stop the promise I had for the children of Israel. Because one servant is down, that does not mean I'm going to desert the children of Israel in this wilderness. My promises are always yes and amen to the fulfillment of where I'm taking my children. And you will succeed him. But I love it. You're not going by your own merits. 
you're, you're, you're not going by your own MDiv Fourier theological background. You're not going by your own educational pursuits that you have had so far. But the same God who was with Moses until now is the same God who is going to be with you. I was with Moses. It was when Moses met the Red Sea. And the Egyptians sandwiched between the Red Sea and the Egyptians. I wash with Moses. I open the way for them. I am the same God. Right now you stand across the shores of Jordan and you have no idea how this is going to happen. But I am the same God who let the captives flee back then. I am the same God who is going to lead you yet again. I don't change for people change. I am the one. Who is sending you? Brothers and sisters gather in this room. Listen to this very carefully. Some of us parents in this room, you're holding on to the faith that has been passed on to you. Some of us, we are holding on to the faith that, that we have found. But listen, I declare in this room under the sound of my voice today. That our children and children, children and generations to come by will arise in this room to declare we will hold on to the same faith that our forefathers have held on to. Our God does not change. Systems may change. Cultures may change. Government may change. Opinions of man and the agendas of man may come into play. Political parties, the left and the right may change their opinions about everything. But God does not change. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today. And he's the same in your tomorrows. He's the same. Joshua. Can I have my worship team behind me? Joshua. Son, don't be afraid. Son, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I am sending you now. Moses was afraid. He said, Lord, how can I go? I stutter. I... I don't have the ability. If I go into the chambers of Pharaoh, he will probably kill me. The guards will kill me because I don't have a good reputation in the chambers of Pharaoh. I ran away. I'm a murderer. I cannot go back there, Lord. God said, Moses, all that you have has been given to you. I want you to go and challenge the nation so that I can set my people free. God uses this ordinary guy trained in the palace pharaoh and trained in the Egyptian armory to challenge the very nation where he was trained. He comes back as an ordinary shepherd, challenges pharaoh, takes the people. But there is a journey and a process. And in the process, Bible says, God buried Moses. Moses, my servant, is dead. And next comes up Joshua. He's scared. He's scared. He doesn't know what to do next. How am I, Lord? Moses is dead. If only you could bring the miracle working Moses back again. Probably we will get into the promised land. Probably we can march into the promised land. But Moses is dead. How can I do it, Lord? I'm just an ordinary guy. I was with Moses all this while. God sent Moses back. No, Moses, my servant, is dead. It is you. That I'm going to send now. 
And this message comes as a clear indication that every single member in our church, you're anointed by God for a time such as this. You have heard the testimonies of your parents, Apachans and Amachis, grandparents all across. But today, this is just a notice to everybody. You're anointed by God because He's the same God who worked in your father's life, who worked in your leader's life. Brothers and sisters, I may be here, may not be here, but He is the same God who has led thus far. He is the same God who has worked in everybody's life. So my message comes as an encouragement for every single member in this house. The one who is faithful, who has led us thus far, He is faithful to take us even further. He is the same God. Why? Because He is faithful to his promises. His promises. The future glory of the church hinges on the promise of God. The future glory of God for the New Testament church is the return of Christ and that we as the New Testament church, we will be with Him. We will be with Him. So listen. As we point ourselves, look into the shaving grace of Jesus. We can say, I am calling on the God of Jacob, whose love endures through generations. I know that you will keep your covenant. I am calling on the God of Moses, the one who opened up the ocean. I need you now to do the same that you have done in the past. I'm calling on the God of Mary whose favor rests upon the lowly. I know that you can do all things possible. Brothers and sisters, He's the same God. He's the same God. He's the same God, as we start our journey for meditation today, from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can we repeat that statement once again? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Nothing changes the character of God. Why? Because He is faithful. Why? Because of His promises. And He has promised to redeem every single one of us. One of the things that we get to do in our congregation on a monthly basis is bring our church's attention towards the, towards the holy table. When we gather our eyes towards the holy table, we understand one of the things that this is the promise of God. This is the promise of God. You know how when you read uh, Psalm chapter 23, you see that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall never be in want. When you read through those scriptures, verse 5 actually points out to the Lord will prepare a table for me in the midst of my enemies. That's actually a prophetic statement. In the midst of your ongoing trouble, in the midst of what the world has put you under, in the midst of every enemy, 
could be in whatever scale, wherever it is from, whatever enemy you are thinking about, but in the midst of your enemies, God says, I'm going to prepare a table. The Bible says, I'm going to prepare a table. This table is the promise of God. We get to do this in remembrance of what Christ has done for you and me, that He has purchased us, His broken body. The, the, the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. Our Savior's grace that was shown to the whole humanity. The Savior's grace that was shown to whole humanity on the cross when He purchased us. This table is a reminder of Christ's death and resurrection. How does that happen, Pastor? Because Jesus died, I live now. Because Jesus died, I have a new life in Christ Jesus. If you have accepted the Lord as your personal Savior, agreed onto the covenant of His new coming and the transformative work of God in your life, I would ask you that you examine your